welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's going well. How are you, Marco? I'm doing pretty well myself. Fantastic. I know. We got a jump start on tonight's episode, so this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it should be awesome. Awesome. Before we get to that, what are you drinking? I am drinking a shot. A shot. Does the shot, shot have a name? It does have a name. It is called Apple Pie Bourbon Shots. Ooh, what's in it? Mm, we're going to get to that, but later. Awesome. Well, I too am having an Apple Pie Bourbon Shot. Ooh. So let's get rolling on this episode and everything else we need to talk about because it's going to be a busy night. But yep. Cheers. Cheers. These are tiny cheers. They're tiny glasses. They're shots. Of course, you got yours at a. Uh, little four ounce tasting glass with ice yeah <laughs> did you take a big swig you know that's basically just straight bourbon with some flavoring infused in it right no oh but that did you think did you, were you expecting like a little shooter or a mix a cocktail taste like uh apple cider it tasted like apple pie mm. we'll get into that a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> but first off uh it was quite a week yeah it your, was. Your parents were here. My parents were here. They appeared and they were here for four days. And it was great because you know why it was great? Why was it great? <laughs> I mean, it was great. I'll but... tell you why. <laughs> well, that sounded dad, horrible, didn't my it? My dad can't exactly sit still. He likes to have projects. And Sounds like somebody else's dad. Yeah, but my dad fixes the things and he does a really good job no, fixing. No. Your, your dad fixes it 100%. He, like I said, he does a really good job fixing the things and then he cleans up from fixing the things. So he fixed our dishwasher and he also, he and my mom decided to like weed our garden. And our flower beds. And our flower beds. <laughs> they were last night here because the kids went to school, I went to work, you were in the basement working and they didn't really have anything else to do. So they were like, we're going to go weed the garden. But wait, there's more. They brought in the pool floaties and deflated them. Oh, they deflated them. In preparation because they, they heard... they were going to bring them in. They heard the pool was closing next week, so they yeah. brought them in and deflated all of them and got them ready for storage. Yeah, I have to clean the pool this weekend and drain it a little bit. Amongst all the other things all we the have other going. Things. It's going to be quite the weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was great to see your parents. It was, it's always great to see them. They're funny. It, it, uh, it makes the, the, the dieting and the schedule rough because your parents enjoy... Good Chinese taste, food. Well, all sorts of good tasting food that are not good for us and don't naturally fit the thing. So then you got to be have extra strong willpower. And, you know, your mom's like, no, you're hungry. You should eat. Or are you, are you sure you don't want the well, cookies my and the scones? My I'm parents. like, oh, my God, they look amazing. I, how many, Please don't make me say no. So we have this local bakery in our area. And I have avoided it forever because I am positive or I have always been positive that everything in there is absolutely de delicious. Well, my parents happened to be driving by it, and my mom was like, I think we need to stop in there to get some kids, to get the kids some cookies for after school today. And my dad was like, yeah, we need to go in that bakery. Did you see how big those cookies yes, were? Yes, I did. And I also tasted them, and they were freaking amazing. Um, but they don't they sponsor didn't, us, though, so we're not giving don't. them a plug. But the cookies were not the only amazing thing they got. They got these blueberry scones, and they were mind-blowingly good they look good yeah i had about a quarter of one um because kid number three devoured it uh and then my dad found miniature pumpkin pie cheesecakes 
So he bought one of those, and then he brought it home because he knew that I would want to have some. And I was like, Dad. Well, he thought I'd have some, want some, too. And I did want some. I didn't have any. So how was it? Oh, it was amazing. And I desperately want to go back to this bakery and get, like, four more of them. Um, but if I do that, I'm oh, going to explode. So probably won't be doing that. But they were really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Well, the other part is we want to visit, too. And so there wasn't as much workout going on this week. Nope. Somehow I'm kind of hovering, slipping a little bit on weight, but hoping to get back on track next week. So it wasn't my my best week for exercise, especially since there were so many other things I had to work on on my computer mm-hmm. and do on multiple fronts that, oh, Red O Challenge is not going to be pretty for me um, when <laughs> I finish this week. <laughs> me neither. Speaking of lots of other things going on, I see you have a hockey draft. I have two hockey drafts that I got to run. The draft league is finally starting up. The rinks can open. We can start our leagues. I'm the commissioner. So we're getting people signed up and it's the usual dance we do because everyone procrastinates the last minute and it's a draft league. We really don't like it when people sign up late because of course, you know, the rink owner wants people on the ice and he wants as many as possible. So if we Uh can squeeze them into the teams, we will because He's got it. It's a business. He's got to make some money. Yeah. Uh, but it throws off the teams because nobody wants that star player to come in after the draft when he wasn't fair game to be picked up by all the captains. Yeah. So what we've learned is that we need to do a tight turn. We need to do the captain's meeting where we rank all the players. And we do a really good job of ranking these players because it's, it's about as even as we can make it. Mm-hmm. It's never perfect. And everyone minds, oh, guys were off this guy's a two he should have been a three or that guy's a three and he should have been a two it's like it's pretty close and we make we fine-tune it the next season we'll make corrections and we'll goof up on somebody that season too and we keep doing this and there's you know especially the older the 40 and over group which i'm in (laughs) it's uh, our (laughs) skills have diminished or we're never there and won't be coming (laughs) and they're showing up at any time so we make up for with all the griping and whining and you know just treating it like People treat fantasy football and everything only. It's adult hockey. <laughs> but uh, we're getting it ready. So we have we have the rules meeting, the captain's meeting where we go over the rules, we set them up, we make any tweaks to them, and then we rank all the players. And then a few hours later, we have the draft. And it's a snake draft. Where we, whoever picks first or last at the end of the first round picks first in the second round and just snakes its way through. And we draft all the players. And then we start playing this coming Sunday. So I've got like basically less than 24 hours from the time we do the draft to where teams start hitting the ice. Awesome. So it's... Uh, Less than 24 hours? Busy, busy. We've done this tight be turn before, this but this is the first time we've done the draft and the captain's meeting virtually because of yeah. COVID. We can't all cram in the same room because we usually have a captain's meeting face-to-face. We knock it all out, and then we have a draft party. Mm-hmm. And the past few times we've done it at one of the restaurants that sponsors teams in the league, we go in their party room. We have two to three waitresses... Mm-hmm. Uh, dedicated to us. We pack the room. Every chair is taken. It's standing room only. We do the drafts. It's loud. Uh, it's fun. And that's way too many people <laughs> for these days and times. So it'll be uh, it'll be virtual, which work out good because we got several people out of town. And like, you know what? Do it from wherever. You're at a wedding. Put it ear- put some headphones in, earbuds in, and you can do it from there and so on. Hmm. It'll be fun. Yeah. Good. 
but we there's that and you've had uh, an interesting week of work starting to settle into the drive and everything because it is a i love the drive the drive is great because i get to listen to my favorite songs and then i get to think about things that i need to do and i get to think about things that have no importance whatsoever but they are fun to think about and yeah it's it's nice i would listen to um to podcasts, but I have found that if I am listening to a podcast while I'm driving, I will completely forget what I'm where I'm supposed to be going, and I'll miss all of my exits, and I'll get lost. It's too new to go on autopilot. It's uh, it's just I get really distracted while I'm listening to a podcast, <laughs> so I don't do that anymore. Nice. And I hear I you made a. Uh, there was a discovery made this week in yes. the refrigerator. I had to get something out of the freezer, and while I was in the freezer. I noticed a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream in the freezer and I popped out of the where we keep the refrigerators and I said, who has ice cream stashed into in who has ice cream stashed in one of the freezers? And one of the other employees popped around the corner and she said, well, it's not a client. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. And she goes, yeah, I said, I didn't know that we could have ice cream here. And she goes, oh, yeah, you can keep any kind of food you want here. I was like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> that's and dangerous. Dangerous information for me to have because I could totally take some ice cream and stash it at work and then eat it and you would never know about it. Low carb ice cream? Or you're, oh, you're just talking about, now you make it sound like I'm forcing diets and stuff behind <laughs> you. You're not. You're the one that got me hooked on this low carb stuff. I mean, it's working for you. It would work for you too. If no, you I like ice cream. You're being good about it. And apparently pumpkin pie cheesecake that my dad makes magically appear when he comes to visit. <laughs> I made low-carb pumpkin pie cheesecakes for Thanksgiving last year, and the kids even liked them. They were probably really good. I don't remember. I mean, that was a year ago almost, <clears throat> pre-COVID. A lot of it's things like have changed. Olden times, yeah. way back, way I, back when things were good. Do you feel like that's like good with air quotes? Early twentieth century, when people talked about the homeland, the mother country. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody pre-immigration, and, and now we're like pre-COVID. And I said, I feel like when we talk about COVID times, we all need to be dressed up as pilgrims, because like it was a olden times when things like this used to happen, and we need to be dressing like olden times now, because things are happening now. Like Kid One, who always talks about things that the olden times, way back in the nineteen. In the nineteens, yes. Kind of like you and I were born in the nineteen. We were born in the nineteen. She thinks that we were born in like nineteen o two. Well, she even though we've told her repeatedly we're from the 80s. A century's worth of history has been compressed into one little timeline. So apparently flappers and prohibition occurred during our timeline, our time, lifetime, along with both world wars. And Cindy Lauper. And Cindy Lauper and David Bowie. David Bowie. And his uh, Ziggy Stardust days. We're all part of our lifetime. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I make them listen to David Bowie often. Well, and watch him because you do love Labyrinth. Zoolander's pretty good, too. He shows up in, um, I forgot the movie. Anyway. He shows up in a lot of things. Yeah. Or at least he did. That's enough about David Bowie. Okay. How's cross country going for you? Cross country is uh, it's actually kind of going amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's usually fun. It's been hectic trying to get this thing restarted after we missed essentially half the season. Uh, we, we had a... We started a few days before the halfway mark. That sucks. Literally a couple days before we hit the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been going. We are two thirds of our way through our conference schedule. And for the first time in my coaching career at this school, 
we're sitting in first place for both the boys and the girls. That's amazing. Most years we don't That's even. That's so cool. Most years we don't even score as a team because I don't have enough boys and girls to cut across the finish line. And this year, we we have one meet left because the conference schedule is only three meets. They all the all the teams get together and we just run giant jamborees. We're not running duels. Mm-hmm. And. We ended up with the boys and girls in second place after the first one, and then we came in first for the boys and girls in the second one, and points were two points ahead of the team that's ranked in second place, which is, uh, if you listen back to when we had the running into fall sports, the the three young ladies joined us Mm. when they talked about our frenemies, the school that we love to beat, but at the same time, we're very friendly with and we get along with, and if we aren't running against them, we're cheering for them. Yeah. That team is in second place. Cool. Uh, so there's no other team I would want to come down to the wire with. And usually in the middle school levels, when my middle school can compete this year, they can't under school rules because of COVID. But the past few seasons, it's come down to, uh, for the boys, that coach and me. And like he coaches all levels, just like I coach all levels in cross country. And it's us down to the last meet, you know, head to head, who's going to win. And this year it's us like that for our varsities. And so it's really exciting. Uh, the other thing is today, and I haven't even told you about this. Today, uh, the Michigan High School Athletic Association made part one of their announcement on what the cross-country postseason is going to look like. Because obviously we can't have, well, for regionals, we can't have 15 schools with seven runners each step up to the starting line and still be under the 70-runner cap. Yeah. That math don't work. You said don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it took them so long to figure that one out, but there's a Common Core math joke there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's too late to get into that. Yep. But part one, we're going to do, we all were expecting districts. They decided to call them pre-regionals. Okay. Yeah. So we got the formula for advancing from the pre-regional to the regional, advancing from the regional to the state, and then they left a lot of details out that are supposedly being announced tomorrow. So it was basically... Stay tuned for this cliffhanger. Same MHSAA time. Too? Same MHSAA channel. <laughs> Got the whole Batman thing going on. Like so we don't know. We don't know where we're going. We don't know who we're running against at all three levels. And they, uh, they, the way they worded it made me think they're splitting up the state finals because usually the Lower Peninsula all goes to Michigan International Speedway, the big racetrack, and we just each division for each gender has a race. They were talking about locations, and so it's like, are we still going to MIS? I mean, we've had our hotel rooms reserved for a year because they all sell out. I know. You're giving me the look. I know. You want sushi. Hopefully, like, you think they'll give the big racetrack to the Division Four? No. No. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. So I guess tomorrow night I can tell you all about it, and next week we can <laughs> talk about it on the podcast. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, my idea was just like, hey, let's take the four divisions and make eight, but eight. <laughs> I don't know. And even then I'm looking at their math going, um, how are you guys going to get this under the cap for the state finals? Or are they just going? Maybe that's what they're working out tonight. Well, that or they're just, well, they already gave the advancement thing and like the math doesn't add up. There's nine regions and top three teams go and top seven runners not associated with it, runner with a team that advances goes from each of the nine. That math doesn't add up either. It should be fun. So they might. I wonder if they're just going. It's the championship. Screw COVID. Everybody show up. It's an outbreak. At least it doesn't take down cross country. It just takes down those winter sports that nobody Maybe hears you about. Shouldn't tell people that the math doesn't work for COVID. Um, They'll well, use it against you. Whatever. Yeah. 
I can edit it out later. I don't think those people listen to our podcast anyway. They probably don't. Because they're same people based on the kind of text messages I got. Clearly aren't reading my syllabus or my emails or anything else. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's October. What do we have going on? Well, a lot of stuff because our September races are done. So we've got uh, we've got virtual races. And Yay. so whether if your cross-country program is still in action and need some other things to do to keep yourselves focused and um, keep the training entertaining, or if your cross-country season got shut down, or if you're training for a triathlon or a marathon or what have you, anything, because there's so little out there. Yeah, a lot of virtual races have sprung up. We're doing ours free. Mm-hmm. We, we decided to make them free when my program got shut down. Uh, our Red Arrow Challenge has been free for a while. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to keep doing them for free. So for October, we got a, a few things going on. First up is our Red Arrow Challenge. We've had this going on since April. And that's our multi-sport competition. You can compete in one of a number of activities or multiple of those activities or composite points. You just sign up, get a username, go and put in your totals at the end of the week. We're going to give a shout out to the uh, weekly champions at the end of this uh, podcast episode. Mm-hmm. We also have the uh, selfie scavenger hunt, and this is was a favorite selfies, se- a favorite of, of my runners for many years on the cross country team. When our program got shut down, I switched it over to something they could do virtually and post to Instagram. And just as they were going to get working on it, the program got resurrected, and we were put back in place. And everyone's been frantically trying to get on pace for running and getting back in shape and they've been asking hey are we gonna do selfie scavenger hunt and i'm like it's up it's active right now it's the whole month <laughs> you're like what oh forgot about that well okay and it's just been chaotic so we're gonna bump it down the road we're gonna do it all october anyway in addition to everything else cool go on our website raxhw.org in the news section you can find the blog entry on it and Find all the uh, the objectives, and while you're out for your bikes or runs throughout the whole month, it doesn't have to be a single one. When you find one, take a selfie in front of it, post it to Instagram, tag us, mm-hmm. and there you go. We'll look at those, we'll score them, and uh, the users with the most points win. In addition to those two, we have the Spooktacular Workout Challenge. This one's a lot of fun. This runs the entire month of October, and this one's basically just do your workout in a costume, lifting weights. Riding a bike, whatever you're doing, wear a costume, take a picture, take a selfie, post it to Instagram, tag us so we can see it, and we're going to give shout outs to the best ones each week on the podcast throughout October. It's hilarious. Then we have the Awesome Autumn 5K. This one's pretty straightforward. You have October 1st through the 15th. It's a 5K. We have an entry form up on our website. Just run, record your time, put it in online. We'll look at them at the end of the window, which is the 15th, and fastest runner wins. Awesome. Because it's awesome. It is. 5K. Also for the (laughs) October 1st through 15th, we have the Marigold Duathlon. This is a 2K run, a 30K bike, and a 5K run. Oh, my God. It's not that bad. It is. It's going to be awesome. The weather's going to be perfect for this. It's cooling down a little bit. Go. Record your times. We're not worried about transition. You just got to do it in one calendar day. Enter it online, and we'll see how you stack up. You do need to do it in order, though. And then there's the Pumpkin Half Marathon and Relay. That's October 16th through the 31st, 31st being Halloween. 
you can run this by yourself, the full half marathon, or you can do a relay and split it up by four people and just take the total time of the four combined people. And finally, we have the Action Jackson photo finish, October 16th through the 31st. If you're finishing a race, even if it's a virtual race or in person, get a selfie, get someone to take a picture of you as you're crossing the finish. Post that to Instagram, tag us. We're going to look for those best finish line photos, and we're going to give a shout out to those people. I love it. Yeah. That goes well with the end of the cross-country season around the country. So post those photos as you're coming in across the finish line. You know your moms are taking those photos. Mm-hmm. Oh, your boyfriend's girlfriend's. Whatever. Boyfriend, girlfriend's mom. There's a lot of moms at cross-country meets, and they're yeah. all taking photos at the finish line. I'm guessing it's not the coach taking the photos. No. No. So that's what we got going on in October. All sorts of stuff. Can't wait to talk about it and post about it and see it. Be sure to tag us so we can see it and we know it's out there. Groovy. And our Instagram handle? Red Arrow HW. Woot. Woot. All right. Let's uh, cheers one more time, and then we'll head into our main feature for tonight. Our main feature for tonight is Autumn Cocktails. Yum. One of our most popular episodes, and the food ones tend to be very popular, Mm -hmm. but one of the most popular ones is our summer cocktails. Summer's over. It's time for fall. I'm pretty heartbroken that summer is over. So here we are. We're doing a cocktail episode. Yay! Drinks! Hey, is this episode going to be appropriate for your runners? Oh, hell no. (laughs) I don't think my runners listen to me. In general. But, is this episode <laughs> appropriate for their well, parents? It's very appropriate for my, their parents. I was going to say, they, they. I don't think they listen to me that much anyway, being teenagers. Mm-hmm. I really don't think they listen to my podcast other than the episode that they appeared on and maybe the one where the snacks for cross-country runners. Snacks. But if they do stumble upon this one, this, upon this one skip it. Go listen to one of our other ones. Not Taking Flight, because that's another uh, yeah, adult beverage one. Yeah, don't listen to that one. one, kids. And not the Summer Cocktail one. That's an adult beverage one. But this is our 32nd episode, and not everything has to do with alcohol here. We do have a few, though, for those who are of age who yep. want to enjoy it. They've worked out. They've worked hard. And you know what? They just want to kick back, relax, and they want to enjoy a fun beverage. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have a bunch of kids, and they've been running cross-country, and they have to haul them around everywhere. Those parents deserve a cocktail at the end. Indeed. So... If you are underage, if you are one of my runners, go find another episode, hand this one over to your parents and let them listen and enjoy. And with that, do you think that's sufficient disclaimer for tell them to, at least my underage runners, not to listen to this episode? More than. Being teenagers are probably going to listen anyway, but seriously, this is not okay. for you guys. We, they know. Okay. It's not for them. Cool. All right. So we have 12 autumn cocktails and all our cocktails here are low carb. So whether you're doing what are all the low carb diets? There's keto, paleo, uh, what else? Zone, Atkins, Whole Thirty, sort of, but sort of. I don't know. That one's a little bit strange. <laughs> They're all a little bit strange. If, if I don't know. There's a whole bunch. If you're trying to go low carb, uh, these cocktails recipes are for you. Yep. But first off. There are three special ingredients we're going to need for tonight. And some of these things, you probably could go and get special things from the store. But what's the point in that? You're, you're not going to use a whole lot of this. So you might as well just make it yourself. Then going and buying a bottle of something that sits in the back of your liquor cabinet forever because you needed it for one or two cocktails. <laughs> 
first up out of these special ingredients we're going to need, and these do not count against the uh, the tally of 12 cocktails. These are just our ingredients, uh, is a homemade es- espresso-infused vodka. To make this, take two tablespoons of instant espresso grounds, four ounces of vodka, dump them all in a small mason jar, seal it, give it a good shake, and let it sit for at least two days. The espresso grounds are eventually going to settle to the bottom, so every so often during those two days, give it a good shake up again. It's going to be like almost jet black. It's such dark brown, but it's really going to take on that flavor really well. Next up, we have homemade pear-infused vodka. Ooh. I know. This one's actually really good. Uh, For this, you're going to need one pear, a Bartlett or whatever pear. You're going (laughs) to dice. There's a lot of varieties. There's a whole bunch of pears. Use whatever you like. Don't be a pear snob just whatever's there i don't think you should use those special pears from um harry and david the ones wrapped yeah, in the gold the ones that are magical the ones that are like picked by virgins wonderfully and delicious polished by somebody who yeah just it just go ahead and eat those pears but you know your standard bartlett pears that you can get at the the grocery store use those for this dice uh, it up. and you're gonna Le- dice it up leave the skin on okay i did oh all right uh you'll need four ounces of vodka and you're going to pour that vodka into a mason jar on top of the diced up pears. And then you're going to let it sit for at least two days. Sealed. Sealed, yes. You're going to close the lid because you don't want to get fruit fries. Yeah. Uh, your, the pear cubes make a great garnish, or you can munch on them for a boozy treat later. Yes, mm-hmm. after you're done. Something else you can do with this ingredient that wasn't on our cocktail list tonight, but uh, you can take two ounces of this pear-infused vodka, a half ounce of sugar-free simple syrup. There's several out there. Add ice if you want. Uh, I liked it at room temperature, but just give it a stir in a little glass. Uh, it tasted awesome. Neat. Yeah. I'd probably like that. Yeah. Well, you had good. a sip of it last night. Oh, did I, and I did like it. There we go. Apparently you did a great job. <laughs> And then the last of our three special ingredients for tonight is a homemade ginger-infused vodka. This one, I took a piece of uh, fresh ginger, about one or two inches long, you know, basically about the size of like half your thumb, give or take. And then you're going to need four to six ounces of vodka, and that depends on how much you, uh, you want this to be a strong ginger flavor or not. Peel the ginger, cut it up into a very small dice, dump that into a small mason jar, Pour in the uh, vodka on top, seal it, let it sit for at least two days. Every so often when you walk by, though, uh, give it a shake. Mm-hmm. And then it's ready to go for our cocktails. Awesome. And speaking of our cocktails. First up, we've got... Apple pie bourbon shots, the things we're sipping on right now. Mm-hmm. You're not a fan, are you? No. I love this thing. You know why? Why? Because it tastes like apple it. pie. Yeah, oh. it's exactly it. I hate all the things. You, you are not love. a pie fan. I don't like pie. You I like, like cheesecake pumpkin though. Pie. And technically, cheesecake is a pie. Indeed. Um, and I have no reasonable explanation for why that's okay, and why, <laughs> and why pumpkin pie is okay, but the rest of the pies are terrible. You just don't like the fruit pies, although pumpkin's technically a fruit too. I Did have I food just rules. blow your mind with that? No, I knew okay. that pumpkins are a fruit because I'm not stupid. Um. It's been a long day, <laughs> and we were pre-cocktail. We were doing you know, like, test run on a few other tweaks on some cocktail recipes right before we came to do this, too. So, Look, I have food Let's rules. Let's just make it through this episode. <laughs> I have food rules. They don't make any sense. They just are. You've been around me for 20 years. You should know all of this by now. I do. 
Yep. But the apple pie bourbon shots. Yes. You take two cups of bourbon. I used Woodford. Mm-hmm. Not sponsoring us. That's just what we had. Yep. One to two apples, green, red, whatever. Doesn't matter. The bourbon doesn't care about the color of the apple. I just happen to use Fuji apples because that's what the kids love in their lunches. Because they're little. You want to slice these thin, too. Mm-hmm. Lots of surface area. You need two tablespoons of granulated sweetener, low-carb sugar substitute, monk fruit. I used a, uh, a monk, fru- monk fruit sweetener. That is a tongue twister, especially when you're having an apple pie bourbon shot. Monk fruit sweetener. There you go. Three cinnamon sticks. And then one inch of fresh ginger that has been peeled and cut into quarters. Pour the bourbon into a 32-ounce mason jar. Add the apple slices until it is full. For this case, depending on the size of the apples, uh, I only got about one and a half apples in. Hmm. Kid four took care of that other half of the oh, apple. Oh, I bet she yeah. did. <laughs> Add in your sugar, substitute your cinnamon and your ginger. Seal it and then shake it. Cue the Taylor Swift song. I was thinking more about, what was that one thing? Nobody tells Betty not to shake it, that old commercial. <laughs> with the old lady it was like smirnoff or something i don't know <laughs> she also partied in moderation she was drinking water and stuff that those commercials are fantastic i'm so you happy you reminded aunt. me that they exist and also i'll be hugely disappointed if my aunt does not act like that when she's that wrinkly she's, okay she's not that wrinkly yet no, I was going to say, like, she is heading up to the age group, though, where she'd wear, like, track suits at four in the afternoon and... At be a doing bar? In, uh, four in the afternoon at the bar. <laughs> after so after she already finished her early bird dinner. I would love it. That'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, let this sit for two to three days if you want. Every so often, go by and give it another shake. And then serve it in a shot glass with a cinnamon stick, and it tastes like fall. Tastes like apple pie. It does taste like apple pie. If you love apple pie, you are going to like this shot. Sipping it while watch uh, American Pie. I will watch American Pie with you. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sip on this while doing it? No. Because you don't like apple I pie. Because I don't like apple pie. Can you at least admit that it tastes like apple pie? I just did. Oh, I said, okay. if you like apple pie, you are going to love this shot. <laughs> oh, I don't know how we're going to get through 11 more of these. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well... That is the apple pie bourbon shots. What is number two? Number two is the sugar-free hottie toddy. Woot. Yeah, so your ingredients are one cup of sugar-free ginger ale, two ounces or more of bourbon. I use two and a half in this particular drink, two to three teaspoons of lemon juice, three whole cloves, one cinnamon stick, one lemon slice, and a pinch of ground nutmeg. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your ginger ale and you're going to pour one cup of it into a microwave safe cup and you're going to microwave it for 45 to 60 seconds. Get it nice and hot. How long did yours take on the Um, most recent batch? I think I actually did mine for about 75 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pour your... What kind of ginger ale were you using? I was using Zevia. Why did we go with them? Because that's what they had at the grocery store. Awesome. That sounds like a good answer. Well, it's true. Did they sponsor um, us? No. no. But they could. Were they, they at the grocery to. store? Yes. I mean, the cans were there, but the people were not. Anyways, you're going to heat it up, and then you're going to pour it into whatever glass you're going to drink it out of. Then you're going to add your bourbon. The I recommend like a glass beer mug. 
Yeah, that's what I put mine in. Um, but I did heat it up in like a microwavable measuring cup. Then, anyways, then you're going to add your bourbon, your lemon juice, and your cloves. Then sprinkle in the nutmeg, stir it with the cinnamon stick, leave the cinnamon stick in, and then toss in a lemon slice. You're going to let it steep for about five minutes so that all those flavors can meld together. And then you can drink it. You know what I think of when I think of these hotty toddies? No, I have a couple things I think of when... What do you think of? I think of an episode of Home Improvement when Wilson made hot toddies for Jill when she got sick. Mm-hmm. What, what made you think of that? Did you get hot toddies because when you were sick episode, as a kid? Uh, sort of. But <laughs> oh, really? We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> that episode of Home Improvement is very funny. Jill gets completely hammered off of Wilson's hot toddies. And she oh. walks around saying, hot toddy. And it's funny. Hilarious. Anyways, I did have these when I was sick because my mom has this friend. And the friend, like, we moved to Michigan, and this was the very first friend my mom made. And she told my mom that when her girls got sick, she always made them honey, whiskey, and lemon. And this has no honey in it whatsoever, but it does have whiskey and lemon. And tonight, when I made this, and then I tasted it, it took me right back to seventh grade when this woman picked me up from school because I was sick, drove me to her house, and then insisted that I drink three of these things. A strange woman picked you up from school and tried to get you drunk while emer- you're in junior high. <laughs> yes, she was the emergency contact. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I have no idea where my parents were, but she's the one that came to get me. And then she said, "You will drink this," and I said, "No, it has." As a whiskey. seventh grader pounding these, did you know where you were? <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly where I was. I drink because you're hanging under the ground for dear life, so you didn't fall I- off the planet. Cried a whole lot. Um, and then I drank the other ones because she said I had to. But it was she would not call my mother until I drank them. This sounds like a Lifetime a really movie <laughs> or something that's going to end up on a show or M. Not Shyamalan's good Ding Dong, whatever his name is, going to... Um, Shyamalan Ding Dong. Shyamalan Ding Dong is going to be host, you know, directing this movie, making a cameo in it. Or Kathy Bates is going to, like, hobble your legs with a sledgehammer or something. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, the sounds, the more you tell the story, the worse it gets, Jess. It's not a good story. It's not I mean, a good it's story. funny, but it's not a good story. Well, I'm guessing those were not low-carb versions because they had honey and everything yeah, in it, too. Yeah, they had. This is a low-carb version, and I'm really enjoying it because I also have one of those in front of me as I enjoy my apple pie bourbon. So I think that if I Because the lemon in it actually pairs well. Yeah, it's good. I think that if I did not have my unique history with this particular flavor combination and being sick in this strange woman um i would actually really enjoy this drink because everything goes really well together in it i just it makes me think of things that the liquid buffet in front of me is pairing well right now Mm -hmm. that's good this is gonna be a fun episode (laughs) let's see if we survive it what's next peach julep yum I love mint juleps in the spring, so this is a nice one for fall. A lot of the peaches are coming ripe around here. For this one, you need between an eighth and a quarter of a peach, depending on how big the peach is. You also need six to eight mint leaves. And for us, I got them right off our little herb garden, our backyard safari garden that Mm -hmm. we got up on the deck. Just walked out of the kitchen, grabbed them. You want four ounces of bourbon. I used Woodford in the most recent batch because we had a giant bottle of Woodford from the big box container store. <laughs> and then one to two ounces of sugar-free simple syrup. 
Uh, if you want it sweeter, you go with two. If you like the taste of bourbon, you go with one. I went with one. So to make this, you're going to muddle the peach and the mint with a simple syrup in the bottom of your glass. And if you're not familiar with muddling, you use a, you know, if you've got a mortar and pestle, if you've got um, just a muddling stick, which is kind of like that with more teeth on the bottom of it, or even if you just have a spoon, what you do is you want to crush that mint and the peach, release the juices, release the oils, get the flavor coming out. When it's mushed up nice and good, add the crushed ice, pour the bourbon over the top, give it a swirl, garnish it with a peach slice and or a sprig of mint, and there you go. You've got a peach julep. Awesome. This one is definitely not carb-free, because especially with the peach in there, but a little bit of peach is okay. It's yummy. It's yummy. You get all those natural vitamins from the fruit, mm-hmm. and it tastes like fall. And kid that's number what we're one going has for. been enjoying the, the peaches that have been left over from. So this. is kid number four. Interesting. She's been eating some of the peach slices. She calls oh. them fuzzy apples. <laughs> <laughs> she fuzzy likes the apples. fuzzy apples. That's so cute. Yeah. I need a fuzzy apple today. What color is the fuzzy apple? Peach. Aww. She's so cute. Yeah, so peach juleps are really good. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. What's next on our list? Next on our list, number four is the espresso martini. Oh, this was so good. It looked really good. I didn't get to have this one. I enjoyed this one a it lot. It was pretty, though. Well, that's part of it is because we used our espresso-infused vodka, mm-hmm. and so you get a little bit of caffeine kick with it, too. Uh, the only time you would have a chance to do this was on the weekend because you got to have it early enough in the day that it can wear off so you can go to sleep. Yeah. But on a day where you aren't at work or working or have stuff to do, so that really narrowed it down for you. Yeah, it's called I just didn't get to have it. No, because you had like trainings and stuff for work and all sorts of stuff, whereas I could knock this one out on the weekend. Okay, so this is what's in it. Three ounces of homemade espresso vodka. We've already gone over how to make that. One teaspoon of cocoa powder, unsweetened. One ounce of heavy whipping cream. A half ounce of sugar-free simple syrup. And a half ounce of chocolate sugar-free simple syrup. And if you don't have the chocolate simple, uh, sugar-free simple syrup, just use a full ounce of the, sim- the regular. Yeah. We so, just happen to have chocolate on hand. And I went, well, this could be fun. Yeah, we have it on hand because we like it in our coffee sometimes in the mornings. Anyways, apparently you take, in our espresso martinis too now. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Uh, you take all of the ingredients and you combine everything up in a mixer with ice and then you shake. Cocktail mixer. Oh. Still. So, yeah. Okay. In a cocktail mixer and shake it with ice and then you strain it and then you drink it. And it's so pretty. Delicious. And apparently it's delicious. I give you a sip. Did you get wired off of it? Not really, but I'm so tired in the past few weeks that I, I wouldn't know how to tell. Mm. Like your dad was shooting me looks when I was going for my third and fourth cup of coffee. I'm sure he was. Before 10 a.m. You're not supposed like, to do that. It's been one of those weeks. <laughs> it's been one of those like four Trust nights. Me, it's I am been aware. two weeks like this. Yeah. I am aware. Why don't you do number five next? Okay. Number five is the Kentucky time. Ooh. This is so good. What time is Kentucky time? All the time. When Anytime. You're like sober enough, up enough to two get there. Two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it's bourbon country. Right. So, anyways, for Kentucky time, you are going to need two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of simple syrup, sugar free, a quarter to a half a teaspoon of fresh grated ginger, depends on how much you love ginger, 
two sprigs of thyme, a lemon twist, and a half ounce of lemon juice. What? Wait, what kind of lemon? A lemon twist. A twist? A twist. Twist. It's a twist. Okay, anyway, sorry. So you're going to take your rocks glass and fill it up with ice, and then you're going to fill a cocktail shaker with ice, add the ginger, whiskey, simple syrup, lemon juice, and one thyme sprig, and shake a shake a shake a. Then strain it. It, strain your concoction into a cocktail glass and garnish. The one with the ice in it, hopefully. Yes, and garnish with a lemon twist and other thyme sprig. And then enjoy it because it is amazing. Awesome. Perfect for watching the Kentucky Derby anytime it lands in the fall, like this year. Because mm-hmm. it's COVID times. It's COVID times. So go oh. put on your pilgrim outfit because it's COVID times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to go like buy a cabin or a shack up in upper Michigan and just hang out there. And wear your pilgrim outfit. Plus there, there's less restrictions. Make sure it has a toilet though. Anyways, <laughs> what's next? Many of the places up there now come with indoor plumbing. Hooray! Hey, we went up there for a race and our hotel had its own exclusive fish cleaning station just it for residents of the hotel. Fancy. Also, they had a margarita flight. They had a butter flight. A butter flight. Butter. Uh, okay, number six, what you got? Caramel apple sweet tea. Mm. It's amazing how southern some of these things are for us. Caramel apple sweet tea. We didn't even get into the hottie toddy thing and what that made me think of, but. Oh, sorry. We can get back to it a little bit. No, we can't. Oh, you want to know about it now? No. It made me think of college football in the South. Oh, we should have talked. It about made me this. think of khaki shorts, <laughs> Oxford long sleeve Oxford shirts, and bow ties. Hilarious. It made me think of Florida, Georgia. It made me think of Ole Miss. And a little bit of Tallahassee. But we were grad students, <laughs> so we're mainly just drinking beer and screwdrivers early I in the morning. I don't know who. I wasn't drinking beer. No. We were having, you were having rum. <laughs> rum and Cokes. Probably should have just had beer. And seafood boils for tailgating, because that was cheap seafood down there. Seafood is delicious. But our sixth cocktail for tonight is the caramel apple sweet tea. So for this one, I took one caramel apple tea bag. This is, uh, I got it from Republic of Tea. Not a sponsor, just I happen to have it in the pantry. And it's the caramel apple tea flavored tea. And I took four ounces of vodka. Uh, I also had a half ounce of simple, sugar-free simple syrup and a half ounce of caramel vanilla sugar-free simple syrup because we had it on hand. If you don't have the caramel vanilla, just use a full ounce of the sugar-free simple syrup. Mm-hmm. So to make it, place the tea bag in a small glass or mason jar. Yes, it's another infusion. But this time, uh, you're only going to do it for 10 to 20 minutes. Honestly, 10 minutes was enough. Put your tea bag in a small glass or mason jar. And yes, we're doing a lot of things with mason jars tonight, uh, a lot of infusions. But this one's a little bit different because you're going to pour in your vodka and then let it sit for only 10 to 20 minutes. And if you've got kids and like four of them like we do, <laughs> honestly, you're going to pour it in and then something's going to come interrupt you. <laughs> and it's going to be about 10 minutes before you get back to it and get to finish mixing your cocktail Hilarious. anyway. It's so it's a great parent drink. After 10 or 20 minutes, remove the tea bag. Give it a little squeeze on the way out and get some more of that vodka out of it. Then you add your other ingredients. Give it a stir. Add ice if you want and enjoy. And it really does taste like spiced apple cider that's been spiked. Awesome. Yeah. I like apple cider. Yeah. What's number seven? Number seven. Number seven turned some heads when I was making this the other night. Especially uh, we had your parents here. Your parents are big bourbon fans and whiskey fans. Yep. And I got the, the well, I got to watch my language on this one. 
the hell are you doing tonight? What is that? <laughs> so number seven, um, they didn't say that. They just had that expression on their faces. Number seven uh, was is a pumpkin spice white Russian because it's fall and we had to do something pumpkin spice because... You have to. You have to. That's the law, apparently. The calendar turns to September and you got to dress spice. like Han Solo with yes. the vest and the knee-high boots and the blue you know, jeans that are mm-hmm. like stretchy and tight. Yeah, and a white shirt. Mm-hmm. It is the law. You have to dress like Han Solo and you have to have pumpkin spice everything. It's, I mean, yeah, you do. Did you buy we us uh, pump- pumpkin spice toilet paper or anything? No, I was just going to say we have a pumpkin spice scented uh, like wall plug-in thing at work in our bathroom. <laughs> okay. So the bathroom smells like pumpkin spice. Covers the smell of I don't know, Starbucks but it is, on the way it in. It is pairing pumpkin pump, pumper nickel. No, it is pairing pumpkin spice with another smell that I don't think should be paired with it. <laughs> I think they're trying to cover. <laughs> oh, they're for sure trying to cover another smell, but well, I was thinking another smell generated from too much coffee and in the process mixed in from pumpkin spice. In the whatever. process of trying to cover something up, they are pairing things together that should not be paired together. And if you're a nerd, you are a program manager over there. You are the master level psychologist. Teach these people about pairing and conditioning and everything. The people that made this decision know very much about pairing, and this should have already occurred to them. Let's hope they know about it, but maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm sure they do. Speaking of other people who probably don't listen to our Back podcast, to <laughs> this. So the pumpkin spice white Russian, and I do like white Russians. Actually, I like uh, black Russians, uh, but white Russians are great. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, made me think of pumpkin spice everything and Big Lebowski all mixed into one. <laughs> I don't lose it. Why are you thinking about the Big Lebowski right now? Because of white Russians. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So to make it, you're going to need two ounces of espresso-infused vodka, which we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. one and a half ounces of heavy whipping cream, half an ounce of sugar-free simple syrup, a dash of liquid pumpkin pie extract. Yes, they do make that. You can get it in your uh, spice and baking aisle, especially in the fall. And then ground pumpkin pie spice for rimming your glass. So start with that. You're going to rim your glass. You you dip your glass, the edge of it, in a little bit of water, and then put it in on, on a little saucer or a plate or a little bowl that has all the, the powder down. Put it in there, twist it back and forth, and get a nice crust on it. Kind of like you're making a margarita and putting the salt on it. Awesome. Then you're going to pour your vodka, your syrup, and your pumpkin pie extract into the glass. Mm-hmm. Give it a good stir. And then you're going to drizzle in the heavy cream. Add ice if desired. And it's it's better cold. So if your vodka is cold and your heavy whipping cream is cold, boy, I hope it's cold. Otherwise, start curdling. Ew. You. Uh, but if those are both ice cold or very, very cold, you really don't need the ice. But if the vodka has been sitting out and infusing... Throw in an ice cube or two. Have at it. Tastes great. Tastes like fall. I loved it. Awesome. Great. What's number eight? Number eight is the Nippy Kentucky Mule. Pardon me. Did you name this? Yep, you did. Yeah, I totally did. Okay. Is that because it's nippy outside in the fall? Yeah. (laughs) That was super convincing. Uh, Actually, it was a bit nipply out the day okay. they, they made this and i was out picking stuff and out of our little garden to do it that's okay this drink i was cold great Should you weren't not even have home. said a word you weren't even home okay this drink needs 
three ounces. I was wearing like Under Armour shirts and came in and got comments from people. This drink needs three ounces of bourbon, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, a small sprig of rosemary, a larger sprig for garnish, and sugar-free ginger beer. You are going to serve this in a pint glass. You're going to take... (laughs) (laughs) Versus what? Like a giant Gatorade jug or pitcher? (laughs) I mean, you could just add more in and fill it up. There you go. Anyways, in your With a giant straw. You're going to put all of those ingredients into a pint glass. And what you're going to do is you're going to take the bourbon, lemon juice, and... Pint glass, punch bowl, Gatorade jug for hydrating an entire team. Depends on how much you like this drink. You're going to take the bourbon, the lemon juice, and the small sprig and put it into the glass. Stir it up and then top it with crushed ice until the glass is half full. Then top with ginger beer and garnish with the big rosemary sprig. It's delicious. You were going to town on this the other night. Yeah, I would drink these all night long. Mm -hmm. They're wonderful. It's not too sweet, not too strong, has a really nice refreshing flavor. It's it's perfect, but in fact, you had it after we had tacos. Yeah, well, we didn't have margaritas. Oh, that's true. So this works. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think we're doing anything tequila tonight. I thought about <laughs> doing a, a chili pepper margarita, but that would have been fun. Yeah. Oh well. We'll save it for next fall. There we go. What do we got next? Next up is the ginger pear martini. Ooh, pear. This one's a little bit drier than some of the other stuff. So if you want it sweeter, you're going to add simple syrup to everything else I'm going to say. But to make it, you need two ounces of your pear-infused vodka, half ounce of your ginger-infused vodka, a half ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. You're going to need gingerbread spice for rimming your glass. You're going to need a rosemary sprig for the garnish. So you rim the glass. I think we've gone over how to rim that already. With gingerbread spice. Stop giving me that look. (laughs) You put your vodkas, plural, and lemon juice in the cocktail shaker with ice. Go to town and shake vigorously. Then strain it into your rimmed glass. Garnish with a lemon peel and your rosemary sprig. I really like this one. I mean, I usually like dirty martinis. This one's a little bit more foo-foo than uh, I would normally drink. But, like, it was refreshing. It was seasonal. It's, we're hit, we, especially I just had it today. And it was a, it's a cool fall day. It's like, welcome to October. It's suddenly cold and rainy. <laughs> and this one was perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Plus, you get the leftover uh, uh, pear cubes that are soaked in vodka. And those were yummy. Yep. 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 We're going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> Jessica, what's our 10th cocktail of the night? Number 10 is a hot buttered rum. Ooh. This one is interesting. What did this one make you think of? Harry Potter Land and butter beer. So actually Have we not, been to Harry Potter not Land? Harry Potter Land. The bo- in the books, Harry Potter, they talk about drinking butter beer. And this tastes exactly like how I imagined it would taste. Except it's not beer. It's rum. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of rum. Um, it's really not that much, but it, boy, did it carry the rum flavor. It does. So for this drink, you're going to need one cup of unsalted butter, one cup of monk fruit sugar substitute granulated, three tablespoons of sugar-free maple syrup, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one cup of heavy cream, one and a half cups of swerve, 
a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, a quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and an eighth of a teaspoon of ground cloves. Anything else? Maybe the kitchen sink? I mean, that's like a lot of ingredients. You're going to need a giant bowl in a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a mixing bowl with a hand mixer, cream the butter, monk fruit, vanilla, and syrup. You're going to want your butter soft when you do this, too. If you pull it straight out of the fridge and try to do it's this, you, you're in for a headache. Yeah. Put it in the microwave for... Or just, you know, put it on the counter an hour or two before you decide to make this. Or put it in the microwave for a little bit and make it soft. Okay. Mix on medium for three to four minutes. Add the heavy cream, swerve, and spices, and then mix on low until it's combined and smooth. You got to say it right. Smooth. Oh. That's what you wrote. What? I thought I wrote the word smooth. You wrote smooth. (laughs) S-M-O-O-V-E. Smooth, which I think we're just going to start calling it that from now on forever. Maybe because in my head I was going smooth. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. You got to channel your inner Tim Meadows for the okay, ladies' wait, man. Okay, wait. I'm not done with the recipe. Yeah, okay. Then you're going to combine three tablespoons of batter, two ounces of spiced rum, and a half a cup of hot water. Stir and adjust to taste and then drink it. You are really going to want to drink this drink while it's hot. Yeah, because what happens when it gets cool? It separates and it tastes strange when it's cold, but it's really good when it's hot. By the way, this recipe is great for a party because it makes it makes so much so much batter you have enough to pass around a party a tailgate like i think that we have enough ingredients to make eight more of these drinks upstairs easily eight more yeah it's uh there's a lot of like yeah there's a lot left over uh i actually thought about throwing in some uh, blanched almond flour Mm. or something else and basically turning it into cookies that might work that might work Mm mm-hmm because there's no rum in the batter. But yeah, this is really, really yummy while it's hot. And it should remind you of Harry Potter when he goes to Hogsmeade and has butter beer. But there's no beer in it. Or I guess the Caribbean at Christmas, which I've never been to, but it had rum in it. I don't think Christmas tastes like this, even if they're in the Caribbean. I'm thinking I'm at a ski chalet at some mountain in, in the, Caribbean the Caribbean that doesn't exist. It, no. I'm thinking Santa picked up some souvenirs while he was going around the world and he went back to the North Pole and he's sitting with his feet up by the fire, sipping one of those. Oh my God. There's a message. Actually, picture. this would probably be very good for Santa. Yeah. On Christmas morning when but he he's picked all up the done. picked up the rum on the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next? Number eleven on our list, which are in no particular order other than we didn't want all the hot drinks right next to each other. Or the fruity drinks next to each other. There you go. But number 11 is the autumn old-fashioned, because we love old fashions. We do. And I don't know if it's just because they're in or in the Midwest, because it's kind of a big thing in the Midwest. Have some old-fashions and, and do fish fries on Friday. I think old-fashions are a thing everywhere. Well, they are right now, but they've been for a while. In the they're mid- in fashion. They're in fashion, but they've been in fashion in the Midwest for a long time, along with fish fries on Friday. Fish fries on Friday. And flannel every day. <laughs> yeah. But for this autumn old-fashioned, three ounces of rye whiskey, or you guess you could do bourbon, but come on, it's old-fashioned, do it rye. One tablespoon plus one teaspoon of sugar-free maple syrup, so you can keep your carb count low. Two to four dashes of aromatic bitters. One cinnamon stick. And what you're going to do is pour the whiskey, the syrup, 
Remember, it's maple syrup. And the bitters into a glass. Stir with the cinnamon stick. Add one to two ice cubes if desired. Garnish with an orange peel and the cinnamon stick. That's it. It's super mm. simple. Yum. Yeah, and very yummy. Very seasonal. And if you love old fashions, you want to put an autumn twist on it. This one is there really, you go. It's really good. You made it for me last night, I think. Uh, the last night, night a few nights ago. I don't know. But you did make it for me, and it was wonderful. No, last night we did the, uh, after the tacos, what was that? The uh, the mule. Oh, I thought there was another. Anyways. No, last night we did the uh, the nippy Kentucky mule because we had tacos. So it had to be the night before, the night before that. Okay. Sometime. Well, Sometime either way, it, it was you. wonderful. Highly recommend that one. Had a lot of fun with it. It was good. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, not much to say about that. If you had an old-fashioned, but you want to put a, a fall spin on it, that's what it tastes like. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, wish I could elaborate more, but it's like, everybody knows what an old-fashioned tastes like at this and point. And they're wonderful. Yeah. And this one is great for fall. So what is our number 12 cocktail for tonight? Number 12, and the last one on our list, is called a Sunset Storm. This is so good. It's delicious. You need three ounces of dark rum, a half to one ounce of fresh squeezed orange juice, four ounces of ginger beer, sugar-free, and an orange wedge to garnish. Now, when you say fresh squeezed, you mean like... The things they advertise at the store. Are you no. talking about like you take an orange? Take an orange and smush it. There you go. Awesome. And make the juice come out of it. Yourself. Right. You can do it with your hands. It's not hard. It's an orange. Although when we lived out in uh, Virginia, the Whole Foods we had there had the little machine that would squeeze the oranges yep. right in front of you and you got the pulpy um, fresh and orange that juice. that orange juice was amazing. And that would work for this too. But otherwise, take your little... Uh, yeah, you want to you wanna have fresh orange juice for this. The same way you would do the lemons and limes for cocktails, do mm-hmm. it with an orange. All right, so you're going to take your ingredients, uh, fill your highball glass with ice, add rum and orange juice, stir it up. Add the ginger beer and then garnish with an orange wedge. And it is so good. Word. So good. I actually don't. Is it the ginger that makes it taste like fall? Because to me, this is kind of summery. But that's okay because so, I think it should be me, summery all the time. To me, a, a fall drink, and we probably should have talked about this at the beginning, but a fall, fall cocktail, fall drinks, one, use the seasonal ingredients, which around here are the apples and the peaches and the pears are really starting to get ripe. I mean, mm-hmm. we grew up, we had apple trees, peach trees, and pear trees, and a plum tree in my front yard growing up. And they all came ripe this time of year, along with, of course, around here, grapes, too. In fact, I got Gosh, stuck trying grapes. to take the kids to school this morning because all the equipment was out on the road harvesting grapes off the vineyards. It is wine country. Uh, but the other part is a little bit darker, uh, a little bit more mysterious kind of cocktails. Um, and, and this is really kind of a riff on a uh, dark and stormy. And so that gets that dark in there. Awesome. So hence uh, a lot of bourbon we've been doing tonight or whiskeys or rum. And then we've done vodkas, but we've done vodkas infused with other flavors and especially with the uh, the pears are seasonal or espresso, which makes it dark. Mm-hmm. So we've got, I mean, it just kind of matches in with my and how I envision seasonal cocktails for fall should be. Cool. Yeah. I'm very happy this is on the list because it's wonderful. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Jessica, those are our 12 cocktails. 12. So before we move on to the next thing, let's do one more time. 
Cheers. Cheers. most recent Red Arrow Challenge winners. The Red Arrow Challenge is our unique multi-sport virtual competition. Marco spoke about it earlier. So the champions in each category for this week are... Swimming, nobody. Running, 9 and under, easy E. 10 to 19, Soleil. 20 to 29, H. Keener, 305. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Johnny Be Good. And for our featured members, me. Walking, 9 and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Smytha. 30 to 39, Mrs. Coach. 40 to 49, Vino Mia. 50 to 59, Johnny Be Good. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. 70 to 79, Grandma May. And for our featured members, it was Jess. Biking, on road. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Nobody. And nobody older than that. Biking off-road. 20 to 29, Smytha and Super Mario tied. And 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. 40 to 49, Saro 906 and Tim 906 tied. 50 to 59 was A.R. Miller. And nobody else. Stand up paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 40 to 49, Sarah 906 and Tim 906 tied. And 60 to 69 year old. Kilogram ill. Cross-country skiing. It was the usual 40 to 49 L Tiburon 95 and 50 to 59 Big Juan 64. Skating. Nobody. Hockey. 9 and under Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19 Soleil. 20 to 29 Lexi. 30 to 39 Wildcat. 40 to 49 Coach T. And for our featured members, me. And finally, the composite points. 9 and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Johnny B, Good, 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill, 70 to 79, Grandma May, and for our featured members, it was me. And with that, that's all we have for tonight. This has been the most recent episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Challenge. I hope you enjoy our fun, low-carb autumn cocktails. Try them out. Enjoy them responsibly if you're of age. Mm-hmm. Don't drink and drive. No. Don't drink underage. No. If you're one of my runners and you're still listening, why? <laughs> Go for a run. Hand your iPod or iPhone over to your parents and let them enjoy these cocktails. Get real. They're not going to hand over an iDevice. Whatever. Send them the link. They can go enjoy them. You should go running. And get yourselves ready. We got a lot of work to do with pre-regionals coming up. But for now... You and I, we got stuff to do in the morning. So uh, it's been fun, Jessica. Loads of fun, Marco. Until next time. Bye. Bye.